Okay. I think it's going to be fun tonight. I'm just happy everybody's here, including me. So tonight, I have a few things in mind. Uh, first of all, I'm going to offer you a different approach to meditation tonight, which is a, uh, essentially a concentration practice. Uh, what I don't like about most concentration practices is that they're boring and somewhat tedious. Uh, things like counting the breaths or repeating a mantra over and over can... Uh, just get seem very dry and they can kind of put me to sleep. So I'm going to offer you something that I've used quite a bit that's been really helpful for me, which is uh, comes from the Vietnamese Zen master Thich Nhat Hanh from his book Present Moment, Wonderful Moment, and it's uh, a set of verses that he uses for um, kind of helping you to stay with the breath. And there are five sets of uh, in out words, words to go with the in and out breath, and they're on your handout for this evening, though you don't need to look at it, but you will have it. The reason I put it on the handout is so that you can have it when you go home. For the meditation, I'm going to guide you through it. There are two ways to uh, work with this practice. You can, when, and when you're on your own, I would suggest that you try it this way, which is that you go through the five phrases one after the other and then we go back to one. So we kind of one through five, one through five, one through five and just keep cycling through. Um, the other way to work with them is to spend several minutes on one of the phrases then move on to the next one for several minutes and so on through the five phrases. And that's the way I'll guide you tonight uh, through it. Um, the What's distinctive about a concentration practice is that whenever you notice that your mind has wandered, you just immediately come back. There's no kind of acknowledgement or noting or kind of uh, opening to the, where the mind has been or to the distraction of the thought. Uh, it's just you come back. So we're, this is really a training to stabilize the mind. Um, so when we say concentration, uh, I don't, it's not so much the best word, I think, uh, to describe what it is that we're trying to cultivate, because that kind of implies, to me, uh, some kind of sort of very narrow, tight focus on, uh, that never moves. And um, the, the phrase calm abiding, I find to be a better description of what we're trying to cultivate. Calm abiding has more of a sense of the uh, physicality of peace that comes with meditation, with that, that sense of being in the body and just being at ease. Um, and b because the kind of uh, focus that we like to, that we want to develop with mindfulness can be quite open. And so it can be, you know, when we really develop our mindfulness practice, we're kind of trying to get to a place where we can just be sitting 
without focusing on anything in particular, but just watching whatever appears in the mind, just kind of seeing it come and go. To sit in that way, though, takes some calm abiding as a, as a foundation for it. If we try to just sit with openness without any particular focus, when the mind is all in its normal sort of stirred up state, then we'll tend to just kind of get lost or confused or distracted so easily. So it can be useful to work with a concentration practice that helps the, that calm abiding to arise. And then at a certain point, let go of the concentration practice and then just rest with the more simple mindfulness or more open mindfulness. All of this really takes doing, uh, to talk about it and describe it, uh, doesn't uh, really, uh, I'm not sure how much you can communicate with words, it's something you need to experience for yourself, but I'm I'm trying to give you a little bit of a framework so that you have a sense of what it is that you're working with. Um, So these five phrases are in, out, deep, slow, calm, ease. Smile, release, present moment, wonderful moment. Um, And as we say them, we just let the words kind of go through the heart, go through the mind, and we feel the breath. And we just kind of have the words and the breath going together. You don't have to think about the words. You don't have to act on the words necessarily. Sometimes when you say smile, you'll find that there is a smile sort of waiting for you or ready to sort of arise in the face. Um, Sometimes when we say deep, slow, the breath does deepen and slow, but we're not trying to create something like that. Uh, uh, We just use the words and the the breath and then allow the words to maybe work on us in one way or another. But just, just being with them is a really effective practice. All the clocks have migrated. Going on back. So let's begin. Taking a posture that's comfortable, but allows you to be alert, the mind to be bright. And having a sense of just bringing the attention into the body, relaxing, releasing, coming into stillness. Stillness of body is a support for stillness of mind to arise. Now bring your attention to the sensations of breath at the tip of the nose. Feeling the breath coming in and out. Sensation might be quite subtle, 
If you have a hard time feeling it, just let your attention rest at that point in the body, even if you don't feel anything. And see if you can notice the distinction of sensations between the in-breath and the out-breath. So just splitting the breath in two in this way. And then beginning to use the first simple words with the breath. Breathing in, saying to yourself, in. Breathing out, saying out. In, out. Staying focused on the actual sensations of breathing, letting the words be soft in the back of the mind. The words moving with the breath at whatever pace your breath is coming and going. In, out. Very simple. Anytime the mind wanders and you notice that, coming right back to the breath and the words. In, out. Relaxed. Focused without grasping or striving. And moving to the second set of words, breathing in deep, breathing out slow, deep, slow.
the breath and the words moving together. Deep, slow. Staying with the sensations of breath, even as they change. Breath may become longer or shorter. sense of intimacy with the breath. Being touched by each inhalation. Deep, slow. And moving to the next set of words. Calm, ease. Breathing in, saying calm. Breathing out, saying ease. Letting the words continue with each breath 
letting the words move into you and through you. Calm, ease. Staying intimate with the breath, the sensations of breathing in and out, calm, ease. surrendered to the practice. The simplicity of the breath merged with these simple words, calm, ease.
And moving to the next set of words. Breathing in, smile. Breathing out, release. Smile, release. Feeling the actual sensations of breath. Letting them be in the foreground of your awareness. The words merged and moving in the background. Smile, release. Anytime you notice the mind wander, bringing it right back, even if there's resistance, letting the mind rest with the words and the breath. Smile, release. Breathing in, smile. Breathing out, release.
and moving to the last set of words. Breathing in present moment. Breathing out wonderful moment. Present moment, wonderful moment. Feeling the breath and repeating the words. Seeing that any moment in which we are present is full of wonder. Present moment, wonderful moment. present moment, wonderful moment, in-breath, out-breath. Now letting the words drop away and just 
resting in calm abiding. The breath, sensations, sounds, feelings, thoughts, all coming and going. And you just sitting as the observer of it all.
Are there any questions about that practice? Or uh, actually, be interested also to hear any sh- just sharing of what uh, people experienced with that. Yeah, thanks. I was really surprised how much more connected I became with my breath after the concentration. Mm-hmm. Really surprised. I, I was really surprised how much more connected with my breath I became after the concentration. Good. And yeah. more alert. Uh-huh. Good. And I'm a sleeper. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, yeah. I mean, this is why it's, I think it's important to experiment with different practices, because different practices work for different people. <laughs> this is a practice that really worked for me, and it was my main practice for about five years, and I still use it at times. And it, it wound up really pushing me deeper into my concentration practice on retreats. Um, so that's great. That's great. Thank you. Testimonial. That's what we like. In the back. Uh, I th- I thought it worked worked very well for me too, uh, but it was uh, it was interesting how the the different pairs of words uh, felt different. Uh, that that in and out, for example, as you as you if you were saying those words, they go with breathing in and out. But then the next one is deep, and deep is you can't say deep and breathe in at the same time. So it had a just thinking about it had a different, um, uh, a different why, effect. Why can't you say that? Well, you you, you can, but it's just your it's it, it seems like a contrary emotion. Deep, we say. I see. I think of it as deep. Yeah. Slow. Yeah, I understand the meanings of the words, but somehow the the enunciation. If you if oh. you say the word, which well, just I, say them in your head. Don't I do. You, in my don't head. use your mouth. Yeah, but even saying them, so it, it just had a different a different experience. I, yeah. I know. It's, I mean, I think I understand. Well, and that made me wonder if that you said that these came uh, were, were they um, originally in uh, another language? Was that where? Not as far as I know. These were in in English. These yeah, were his sure. suggestions. It's actually a, a uh, kind of shorthand for one of the classic suttas, the Anapanasati Sutta, which is the Sutta on full mindfulness of breathing. And it, uh, it kind of encapsulates that Sutta just with these words. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. After we were finished, I had a sense of mental cleansing, mm-hmm. just a clarity. Yeah. And relaxation. Nice. That reminds me of uh, San Sanim, who was a Korean Zen master, used to say, where do we clean our minds? You know, we go to the, take a shower to clean our bodies, but where do we clean our minds? And a friend of mine wrote a song with that line. It was great. Where do we clean our minds? Anyway, that was then, this is now. Well, that, that's, that's great. Anybody have any problems with this or challenges with it? We don't want to hear that. No. <laughs> Nothing negative, man. Oh, go ahead. Well, last, last week you mentioned about the falling forward was falling asleep. Uh-huh. And I had that, and I had it again tonight, but I feel like I'm totally present. I mean, huh. I'm thinking I'm 
and uh, but I do catch myself. Mm -hmm. I feel really relaxed, and I usually meditate on the floor. I don't know if it is the chair. Like well, I, you can, you're certainly welcome to do I, that here. I'm just curious if yeah. that's if it's harder to meditate in a chair and keep your body kind of, I don't know, upright. I think <laughs> I think it's a little harder. Yeah, yeah. it's not as you're not as supported as you are when you're kind of resting on the ground. Yeah. That's what I've found to be true, I think. One of the things about concentration is a lot of what it's about, or calm abiding, a lot of it is about balancing energy. So because calm abiding is very calm and very relaxing, it's easy to fall asleep if we don't have enough energy. So we need enough energy to balance with the calm. And, uh, you know, this is kind of the, one of the kind of key elements of meditation practice. It's why I'll talk about the hindrances later, the sleepiness and restlessness, kind of trying to avoid either of those extremes. Um, so when you're tired, it's not really helpful to do a concentration practice because it tends to just push you over the edge. Uh, whereas if you're kind of wound up, that's a good time to kind of calm yourself down with it. Um, but as you say, there can be times when there's still clarity of mind and yet you're kind of uh, falling off. Uh, did we talk about sinking mind last week a little bit? Yeah. And there's a state when we feel very quiet, um, like very quiet, and yet it seems like we're still awake, but and it's kind of a liminal state between waking and sleeping. And in that space, it's, the subconscious kind of gets opened up and kind of dreamlike images can come. And can, it can be very comforting, kind of womb-like. Uh, and, you know, addicts, especially like probably heroin addicts would really like that. I don't know if there's any of them here, but um, I was never a fan but um, of heroin. Heroin addicts are fine with me, but the <laughs> heroin itself. Some of my best friends, in fact, honestly. Uh, Jewish heroin addicts, actually, so, you know, it kind of covered both those best friend things. Um, so, but it's a deceptive kind of space that we can kind of think, oh, this is really great, I'm really meditating. But if there isn't, if you can't feel your breath or you can't, uh, feel your body, <laughs> you know, if there isn't that kind of clarity, then, uh, then you're probably crossing over into that sinking mind. Uh, but yeah, I mean, working with energy is a lot of what this is about. Uh, I've been talking about concentration a lot this week. So this is my third night in a row that I've taught. And um, even on a retreat, like the retreat that's going on up the hill, people have been on for three weeks, and where your concentration really gets solid and your energy tends to get very balanced. Usually I find, even on a retreat like that, where I'm very deep in, that only for a couple of sittings each day is my energy balanced enough to go into full concentration. That, that I'm either falling asleep or I'm agitated a lot of the time, you know, or like the early morning sitting, you're falling asleep, and, you know, after lunch, you're falling asleep, and, you know, and maybe before dinner, you're kind of wound up, and so there's just kind of these sweet spots, and so 
and the reason that I think that's important to recognize, again, is to just not sort of have these expectations of judging, oh, this is a good sitting, this is a bad sitting, what's wrong? It's just the waves of energy and impermanence. And, you know, if you, it's good to find times a day that are good times for you to meditate, but you're never going to really have control over that. And a lot of it is because energy. And, we, you know, we live very t- exhausting lives and, you know, Americans don't sleep enough. You know, you've probably seen studies like that. And, you know, and if you're commuting and working a full schedule or, you know, you have family responsibilities, it's, it's really hard to just, like, sit down, oh, I'm, I'm going to just relax and be really in a clear space. It's like, wow, you, you can't just turn that on. It's still incredibly valuable to sit down and put in your time with the cushion. You know, just there's a, some power in it. There's a, a variety of powers in it. Uh, so, proselytizing again. So, let's uh, take a short break and we'll come back and uh, talk more about the steps. Thank you. <laughs>